Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your Acme slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. So you guys excited, are you guys excited about D23? Yes. I'm super excited. This will be my fourth one. I've been to every one except for the very first one. Uh, so I'm excited for the event itself, but I'm super excited to be bringing Josh and Oliver with me so that they can experience it too. I'm just going to live at that Disney XD booth. That's all I'm going to. I'm just going to live there. Oh, they're going to have tons of Disney set up a XD. Tent and I'll just be there the whole time. I'm sure they'll have tons of stuff. It's It's a little different every year, so... How, how many times have you guys been? I know you guys went to the last one. Yeah, that was the first time that we went. Was just okay. last year's uh, okay. um, D23, but we only went for the one day. Oh, too, cause wow! Because we, well, we went down there for like the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, but we only bought tickets for one day. So we went down, and I want to say for Saturday, we went into the park and then met up with Jerry Mariyama because that was the first time right. we met him because he was going to be on the show. So mm-hmm. we kind of felt like, oh, it's a good chance to meet him and talk ahead of time. We ended up talking at the Country Bear Cafe for like two hours. That's amazing. That's the amount of time we just sat around talking. Then I was like, cool, now we have nothing to talk about for the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was cool. It was nice to meet him. And then the next day we actually went in um, to the, the convention. And like you uh-huh. said, you know, I think it was like five or six o'clock and then it was done. Yeah. And it was cool to like see the booths. We got to see the episode seven stuff and the, nice. um, Alice through the looking glass or whatever the sequel one was. Um, and they showed like a bunch of the posters for the Pixar stuff. So, I mean, it was cool. It was nice to get like a, a preview of what to come. Yeah, uh, exactly. But I imagine, I imagine some of that will still be the same, but, mm-hmm. I'm sure others, like with the booths, like the retail booths that get set up, it'll just depend mm-hmm. on like who wanted to front the money. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I mean, most of the major things uh, repeat every year as far as a presence, but they, you know, reinvent the look of, you know, the parks and recreation booth or the parks and resorts booth. And the, is there going to be a parks, yeah, and, recreation a parks and recreation booth? That's going to be super uh, cool. The Disney Dream <laughs> Store is always there. The, you know, they'll do Disney television stuff, but every year they kind of reinvent what that looks like. And that's, that's exciting to me. I, I like the show floor and the artist alley like the most. Uh, but I do also like a lot of the panels and, and things like that. A lot of those things surprised me at how just entertaining and cool they ended up being. Like one time I was so disappointed because the main show that I wanted to go to, I couldn't get in in time. And so I had to go with like my C option. And it was just a panel of Pixar directors talking about, research and doing the research before the films and i thought i thought oh okay i guess i'm not doing anything i'll just do this and it ended up being one of the most inspiring cool things i've ever listened to in my life and you know that's what's neat about it is there's just so much to do and so much to be entertained by and so much value there i can't imagine going for just one day i I would have felt like 
I didn't see anything because I've gone all three days every time and I never get to see everything. Nice. That's yeah, crazy. I think that's I think that's what I think that's what's difficult because like if it was just Brittany and I, we you know we mm-hmm. could move around the convention floor a little bit um, quicker. Right. But because we hit uh, uh, Star Wars Celebration and then also D twenty three in the same year, and we had a fairly new baby. Right. Uh, you know we were still wiping off the juice. You know he's <laughs> uh, you you have to. Uh, curtail what you want to do based upon his schedule. So it's like, oh, we got to change a diaper. Oh, he needs to be fed. Or, oh, we need to do that. Right. Uh, you know, it, it definitely takes a little bit more uh, planning to mm-hmm. try to get around and, and do everything that you want to do. But it's, you know, I, I think it's still fun because especially this next year, because he'll be that much older that he can really absorb and take oh, yeah. everything. So yeah, it'll yeah. be more enjoyable. Like every Disney visit we've gone, he's he has enjoyed it more each right. time because he understands what we're doing there and when we're on rides he enjoys them more instead of just looking around like my god i think they've taken me to hell <laughs> awesome we're like no no it's pinocchio it's fun we promise <laughs> no it's not that ride can be scary for kids i bet this uh, I'll have to hold Josh's hand on that one. So. No, oh, I'm sure. I, like I, I think it's adorable. You think I'm going to go on Pinocchio? <laughs> oh, you wouldn't go on that with me? I'll go on Winnie the Pooh. I'm going to go on okay. Pinocchio. All right. Well, Pooh's well, there as too. Long as, they, standards. as long as they have it open. Last time we were there, they had that whole back corner yeah. closed off. So like the whole little critter country with uh, Winnie the Pooh, Splash Mountain, Country Bear mm-hmm. Cafe, all of that was shut down because of all the dust and debris from the construction site. Right. Yeah, I I think it's slated to open back up in the spring and kind of in the same timeline as the, the railroads and all that because that's supposed to open up. Like they're starting to open up different pieces starting in the spring, moving into summer, and then by summer, like basically all of Disneyland that we know and love will be back up and running and then it'll just be, you know, everything in that north half will be behind scrims or whatever for Star Wars land. Right. At least at least that's how I understand it. But, you know, those things always change. So, like, Avatar land, who knows when that's going to open. Are they are they actually going to do that in Disney or are they only going to do that down in World? Uh, which, Avatar land? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's only at, at Animal Kingdom and Disney World. I don't, I don't think it's going to go anywhere else. It's, it's a massive, massive area. So I, I mean, I don't think there's anywhere they could put it in California. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like with California, when I look at aerial maps, it still seems like there is more space than what they're actually utilizing. But yeah. I'm sure some of it's el- eliminating storage units and parking lots and all that. Right. I mean, you got to think about the number of people that work there and all the administrative and offices, and they got to put all those people somewhere, and they've already. I mean that's basically all their all the space that Star Wars Land is was administrative and warehouse and storage for Disneyland, and yeah. so they had to find a place for those people. So I don't know. I I don't envy them that juggling act of of space that they have to deal with, like they don't have to in Disney World. So I'm just glad they were able to find a place to do it. I just you know I'm glad they did it because we needed something a bigger presence for Star Wars for sure. Do you think that eventually when they have completely tapped out a room that they start bulldozing some of the hotels and, you know, start yeah. uh, going across the street? So I you do. literally have a street that cut, <laughs> that bisects the parks. Yeah, I definitely do. Uh, I think that is, it has to be in their long-term plans, further expansion, because why wouldn't it be? I mean, 
I definitely think so. I, I, I was always told, you know, this goes back 10, 15 years when they built um, California Adventure. I was always told that when you started to see them build the next parking structure, that meant the land for one of the existing flat lots was going to become an expansion park. Oh, gotcha. So I, you know, I don't know if that is, if there's any credence to that, because you know they're starting that new mega structure off of Harbor, that leads right into the, you know, the pedestrian entrance to, the parks on that right. uh, east yeah, side. So the one that's on the that's going to be across the street. So you literally yeah. you park, you walk in, and you go across the skywalk into the yep, park. Exactly. So that's going to be pretty cool, and it alleviates some of the traffic in, which will be kind of nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where we parked this last time was just walking distance, and we found that mm -hmm. as, as nice as it is to get the free parking in the parking lots, it almost feels like an extra step to get from your hotel into the car, into the parking lot, out of the car, onto the bus, bus into the park, out of that, right. and then you have to do that in reverse when you go to go home. Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, when it's night and we want to leave, you just throw Remy in the stroller and just walk down the street. It was just It was far more easy. Or yeah. far more simplified to be able to do it that way as opposed to, um, I mean, just trying to get on the bus with a stroller and a kid and when you've bought stuff, trying to care, juggle those bags and a balloon and all this other crap. It's just, I don't know, too much and we're lazy. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst at the end of the night trying to get back. You just want to be back. Yeah. So, sometimes yeah. that journey is a little too epic, but oh, for sure. And because you always make the plans to be like, oh, we're gonna wake up early tomorrow morning, and no, you won't. Good try. <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of epic, we have an epic show today, and as listeners can tell already, it's not just me and Josh today. We have our special friends Liam and Brittany from our sister cast. Are they a sister cast? Brother cast? <laughs> I'll be cast? a sister. I'll be our, a sister wife. That's one, fine. One of our members of our podcast family from Cloud City Cast. Uh, welcome, guys. We're glad to have you on our show today. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, Brittany is attending to Remy in the other room, but she will be back in a few minutes. So for right now, you got to put up with me. That's that's fine. Uh, we've dealt with you before, so we, we can <laughs> handle it. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, we just wanted to bring these guys on for this episode, um, just to kind of geek out about cartoon shows that we all watched as kids. Um, so you know, that's what we're going to be having our main discussion about and we're all going to give you our individual top five so it's a four-way top five so i guess kind of a top 20 almost it'll be I was about to say pretty epic i'm interested to see what kind of crossover we have because we have a broad range of ages here and a broad range of tastes as well and i have a feeling i'm going to feel really old it's it's possible, but I feel like you might only be like maybe two years older than me. I don't feel like you have that many years. So he's fifty four. So <laughs> are oh, you around fifty four? Oh, okay, let's yeah, go. I'm, yeah. I'm sixty one, so we're so, good. Um, uh, so okay, I think cool. a lot of the shows that maybe started when you were a kid were still around mm -hmm. by the time I when I was a kid, but were probably sure. off air by the time Josh came around. But I'm sure Josh will have a, a lot of the similar shows to what Brittany has. Unless Josh immediately dove headfirst into Japanese culture and was just watching a bunch of anime at that point. <laughs> I mean, Toonami came on around 2000, so it's it, entirely it kinda, possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he started that pretty early. Yeah, I was I was 10. Yeah, nice. That's pretty early. But yeah, we wanted to do something a little bit special because we just got off of Spooktober. We did Padma Inverted, so for the 16th episode, we wanted to kind of. 
do a little something different. So we're really not reviewing any movie. Yeah, no movie it's review today. We'll talk about shows. a lot of old cartoons. Hopefully we'll take a walk down Nostalgia Boulevard for everybody, and it'll be interesting. So, Josh, do you have any news you want to bring to us before we get uh, cracking? Yes, unfortunately, I have some very sad news. Oh, no. For everyone that was expecting The Croods 2. Oh, it got canceled? DreamWorks and Universal officially put the stop on wow. it. They reassigned everybody to other projects, so it's completely dead. Did you see The Croods? Thank God. No. Did I you know. see it, Liam? I did. Yeah. That, I, you, that was I, an hour and a half I could not ever get back. <laughs> yeah. It it all wasn't the jokes, that good. All the jokes were presented to us in the preview. So there was never a right. point in watching the film that I was like, oh, cool. That was something I wasn't expecting. <laughs> it, it, you pretty much had the entire film figured out within right. the first five to ten minutes. And I'm sorry, but Nicolas Cage cannot lead a movie anymore, whether it's animated <laughs> or live action. The Sorcerer's Apprentice was the last live action movie that I watched him in. Mm -hmm. that, and even that one, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what, Jay um, Barenthal? Baruchel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's great. I, I enjoy him. Him as a voice actor as Hiccup. He's great. Oh, yeah. But but he play he's very one dimensional. He plays the same character all the time, which is fine if you're good at it. That's good. But yeah. with Nicolas Cage, I feel like he tr when what was it when he did Bangkok Dangerous and they were like, let's make him an action star. I was like, ooh, <laughs> really though? Is that really what we want to do? Like, no. I just, I don't know. He's he, uh, there are films that I've enjoyed him in, like The Rock. Uh, uh -huh. But it, I don't know. I don't even think that Ryan Reynolds could save that movie. What him and Emma Stone just no. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, you know, I did like a lot of the artwork in the Crudes. I thought there were some really beautiful things in it, but yeah, the story and the jokes and just the presentation of it didn't come off. So I'm not really surprised because I don't think it did well in the box office either. It made like, did it? I, I think I read it was like five hundred million dollars. Off like a wow, hundred, like a hundred thirty-five million dollar budget. I'm really surprised by that. But didn't they do? Huh. Didn't they do like a short-lived like 2D cartoon after that as well? I think that's still on Netflix. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's really? like yeah. I think they acquired wow. the rights and they're hmm. just pumping that out. Hmm. Yeah, so you can get your crudes fixed with Netflix. Wow. Yeah, it was, it's tough because it's one of those films that I think it hit when my nephew because that came out like what a year or two ago. So my nephew was probably about like six when yeah. that came out, and he liked uh, it. So I could under, I could understand like kids enjoying it, but as an adult, there was no redeemable qualities for me. Yeah, I agree. And right, what else you got, Josh? Um, fun, exciting news out of DC. We got some Young Justice season three Ooh. finally happening. So tell me about Young Justice. I don't know anything about it. Like, is it the Justice League as like young um, people? It's the sidekicks. You, yeah, you know the Teen Titans? Yeah. It's kind of like the Teen Titans, oh, but okay. just a little bit different. So you like your starters, you've got Robin, Aqualad, uh, Superboy. Aqualad. Yeah, Aqualad. Aqualad. <laughs> which is, I'm sorry, dude, from the outside, that's a little goofy sounding. Like Aquaman, to me, has always been a joke of a superhero, but right. the way that um, Young Justice portrays Aqualad, he's bad. Yeah, he's, he is, he's, he's nice. bad MF, man. I, I dig him. <laughs> Um, when they threw uh, uh, Speedy in there, uh, yeah. Roy Harper, uh, he kind of ditches in and out. But I, I, I like him as a character. I liked him from the comics because uh, Green Arrow was one of the few DC books I read. Um, 
Robin's cool. Oh, who else? Who else? Uh, they've got uh, uh they got Kid um, Flash and uh, Superboy. Then and they then, uh, bring in Magan. Artemis and Magan. Magan and yeah, Zatanna Huntress. Is Zatana. there is there a Bat Boy? Yeah, Robin. No, oh, are you thinking like Nightwing? Bat, bat, bat boy know. would be no. Nightwing, there's not. But... There's not a bat. Well, you boy. said there's Superboy. Isn't yeah. that like Boy <laughs> Superman? Yeah, but Robin was before any of them. Well, boy. Yeah, but I'm just but asking Superboy, questions here, man. But Superboy <laughs> is the clone. I feel like you. I feel like Superman. you know these answers and just doing this. No, I don't know uh, any. I have no idea. I have I'm, the I'm whole. I have asking. the whole entire run of the Young Justice comics. Right back there. Oh yeah. You can you can borrow them at any time. All right. They have no, a... you know what, Gav, watch the first episode, and if by the first episode you're not like, okay, let's see where this goes, then then turn it off because Brittany didn't really get. Well, you didn't really get like super did... young justice. You didn't get like super into that when we no. started watching it. I think I if if it's my last resort, if it's on and I have nothing <laughs> else to do, I will sit and I will watch it. If mm-hmm. something comes up, I will easily walk away from the screen yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. not be, and not be sad that I missed out on any story. <laughs> I, I watched, I almost binge watched the whole first season, I think while you were pregnant. So like, yeah, we, you did. I could sit and actually watch. Um, the second season's been hit or miss where it's like, I'll watch an episode or two and then I won't watch it for like a month and then I'll go mm-hmm. to watch another episode, get sidetracked halfway through. But it was tough because it was... Uh, Josh, it's what like a four or five year gap between season one and season two, like time frame. Yeah, there's a there's a big time skip that doesn't make. They don't really explain it. It's just, <laughs> oh hey, by the way, there was a time skip, and now Robin is Nightwing, and he's like seven years older. And you're like, wait, what? What? Oh, what? So How? it's like twenty something Justice. See, well, what's, what's but they, they but then this? they bring in other people. So like you oh, have because okay. there's multiple Robins. Because you have Court. Dick Why Grayson as the first one. Mm-hmm. And then they bring Jason Todd in. And in Young Justice, they've already killed Jason Todd and Tim Drake's in it as the third Robin. It's like, wait, hold, hold on. I'm confused. Yeah. We've got, I, I've we come to realize that in the world of comics and superheroes, they don't have any rules. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> no, well, yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty much the yeah. way that it goes. The death and return of <laughs> Superman. That is so true. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, think about it. Even in the even in the films with B, uh, Batman versus Superman, Superman's dead at the end of it, but up oh, the dirt's lifting up. So you know, like they <laughs> they rewrite their own rules as it happens. So anytime right. a character dies in the comics or, pardon me, in the films, you, you already know, like, all right, he's not dead for good. There's you could be riddled with bullets, and they're still like, eh, there's going to be some way he comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coulson. exactly. And they've got some good Star Trek alum in Young Justice, uh, Bruce Greenwood. Who plays uh, mm-hmm. Pike in the new right. Star Trek? He plays Batman, so reprises his role. And Brent Spiner plays the Joker. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I can it's, see that. It's, and I think I'm not a. I don't remember because I know he did it in some of the films. But Nathan Fillion plays Green Lantern. Really? Yeah, he's Hal Jordan. But I don't know if he made it into Young Justice. I think hmm. he did, but I could be wrong on that. So this is season three that's coming out? Season three. Is it like right around the corner or they just announced it? They and just it's announced be like it. It's going to be like 2018. So I, honestly, it'll probably be 2017. Okay. I can see them pushing this, you know. And where is it going to be on TV? Are we talking Cartoon Network? Probably Cartoon Network. The, okay. the original stuff was on Cartoon Network, so I okay. can see right. Cartoon Network. Cool. That was unless when they, DC Unless had they this. try to go straight Netflix with it, because it, um, it took forever for season two to hit Netflix. And when it did, yeah. I think that's what helped revitalize interest for season three. Mm-hmm. That might be. But 
I, so much of that is moving towards Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. It's kind of cool because to me, it's breathed a lot of new life into all types of television. Uh, you know, having these basically these new television studios that are online creating ridiculously awesome content has breathed a lot of new life into TV. And it's cool that so many cartoons are coming out on these channels, I guess, if you want to call them. Yeah. Well, that that, looks... there's not the same constraints either, which I think exactly. plays to the benefit of the creator because they can they have more of an open realm to play in. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and I've got one last bit. Uh, your name, which is well, the, I can't. It's I'm Gavin. Not, I'm my, not even my name gonna. Gavin. I'm not even <laughs> going to attempt the Japanese. It's like Kimi no 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 wa. Mm. That's I, close. Whatever. I think that's close. Um, but it's your name mm-hmm. and. They are going to make an Oscar run. So Funimation right. is pushing for them to make an Oscar run. So it's going to be playing in L.A. Um, December 2nd through the 9th. Right. So and then it's going to have... come out everywhere like in the spring sometime, yeah, right? Or first quarter, quarter sometime. Yeah, they said quarter 2017. We're pumped for this one. Here. Josh and I are going to I'll go to definitely Texas. I'll go to Texas if I have to see the movie. Yeah, this is actually the one don't that is... Texas. Yeah, that's the yeah. closest state that has anything it. like death, that. Death in Texas, man. But <laughs> we the way to California. <laughs> this is the one that is already the most successful non-Studio Ghibli animated film ever in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. It's wow. man, and it looks phenomenal. We we really can't wait to see it. So as soon as it comes out, we're gonna is this we're gonna the, pounce on your, it. your name? Is this the one where it's like the boy and the girl, and there's like a love story? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> you know, different from that other Japanese animation film where there was the boy and the girl, and they also had a love story. Right, right, yeah. Or that Studio Ghibli film, that new one that we just watched, where there was the boy and the girl and the love story. <laughs> Wasn't that though? It was more of a love story, and it just happened, it just happened to, have to have a boy, a boy and, a girl? and a girl. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think they were kind of <laughs> secondary to the fact that there was a love story. So. Right, right. But don't confuse it with that other one where there's a boy and a girl, and then there's the love story is kind of like the third character. Right. That's true. Yeah. There's yeah. the boy is the first one, and then there's the girl, and then the love story. And then the love story. Yes. Is there a pizza place in any of this? <laughs> <laughs> a boy, a girl, love story, and a pizza place. Nice. And yeah, a baby. We should, we, should, we, should make a, we should make an anime that's just two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. And that's you hilarious. You can like an anime Ryan Reynolds, and it'll be great. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Well... <laughs> Before we end our our impromptu news section here, I want to mention one little thing. Um, Does everybody know what happens on this coming Friday? Pizza party. I was going to say two men, a baby, and a pizza place. No, No, the king of all cartoons, Mickey Mouse, turns 88. It is his birthday. He's so old. If he gets in a DeLorean, he can go back in time. Yeah, he could. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Mickey younger. Mouse's birthday. He does. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a million bucks. He well, he lives Botox in California. He got that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, what do you guys think of the new Mickey Mouse? Do you I like, like do you like the style? I didn't really notice the difference. Like, when I saw the pictures and it's side by side, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that's cool that they gave him a facelift. But when we were in the parks, <laughs> I wasn't looking at him being like, that looks different. <laughs> I was just like, cool, it's Mickey. I didn't even think about the fact that it's yeah. – his face had changed. Yeah, it's really subtle. I, I think it's subtle, but it, it looks good. Um, but I think I, it really does make him look younger. It's something yeah. – mm-hmm. it makes him more cheery and joyful, and 
I think that's kind of what they need every yeah. couple decades. Well, to if you yeah. look at like the original Mickey Mouse, it looks like a gas mask, and you're just oh, like, the scary <laughs> one from the oh, geez. yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting to to note that he's really the longest running cartoon character of them all. And he's had to go through, you know, transformations. He's like the Madonna of cartoons. He just has to be reinvented every decade with a completely new look. With cone and boobs. I, I, yeah, I think it's it's fascinating. But they're, but they're cozy cone boobs. So okay. <laughs> nice. I like it. Anytime you can get a Cars reference in there, I'm for it. I know you're all for it. So, so, so it, since since Mickey got Botox, and this is a weird tangent, but did you guys see those commercials yet for like Botox as a solution to migraines? Yeah. No, we've had commercials out here where it's like Botox. Maybe it's a California thing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it, it's like suffering from headaches, migraines, Botox. Maybe the solution for you. Side effects may include headaches, migraines. <laughs> oh my like, really? gosh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what? What's the uh, application? Do they inject it somewhere? Yes, it could do your skin just that, like they would normally. That's usually how Botox wow. works. I There's know, a needle, but I'm and it goes the in. The girl walking, the girl walking, had no expression. She was like, "I no longer have headaches or any emotion." And I was like, you <laughs> "Yeah, sure don't." <laughs> or thoughts of my own. That's like a yeah. Black Mirror episode. Wow, that's crazy. No, I haven't seen any of that. That's weird. No, no, no. We just lived a Black Mirror episode, Josh. That was <laughs> we <almost> did. reality. <laughs> awesome. I mean, literally, it was season two, episode one. <laughs> no, we we literally just did that. Wow. With Waldo. Nice. Waldo so, the yeah, I I'm uh, I'm excited to celebrate Mickey's birthday. Um it is ten days before my own, so him and I will have oh, a new nice. unbirthday between the two of us. So you can nice. go to if you guys have a Disney store in your area, you can go get a happy birthday button. So oh really? Go do that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's you cool. You would know if you listened to their podcast when they said exactly. it. Exactly. I think it was I Monday's. It. No, was it Monday? No, it was last. It was last week. One of the recent. Yeah, last it was week last Disney's. Disney's episode. Because we missed this week's Disney. Mm-hmm. We, were, yeah. we were a little devastated <laughs> with what happened the day before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, some people yes. just like to watch the world burn. It's all right. There, <laughs> or there it is. Just America. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's all the news we have. You want to. Uh, Transition into our epic top five. Might as well. You guys ready? We're ready. All right, let's go to the top five. And now for another top five. Okay, it's time for the most epic top five that we've ever done. This is a four-way top five. We're going to be talking about our favorite cartoon shows that we grew up with, the shows that we loved as kids, so this is hopefully this is without the filters that we have today of, you know, critical and, you know, really analyzing things, just the things that we loved as kids. Uh, at least that's how I constructed my top five. Uh, so we're just going to do this as like a big round table. We're going to go from five and count all the way up to one. And we're going to start with Liam. All right. So to, <laughs> to start out my top five, uh, I went with Grimm's Fairy Tale Classics. So Ooh. this was on Nickelodeon in like the like late 80s, like 87, 88, I want to say. And it was uh, originally done in Japan when they brought it over to Nickelodeon. It's, it's basically Japanese retellings of not just Grimm's fairy tales, but all fairy tales. And I just remember sitting there with my sisters week after week, always watching this show, like just without fail. And I just remember in like the opening sequence, there was like a gnome that flew around. It was just really weird. <laughs> so it was one of those shows that like stuck out. So you said it was Japanese. 
Yeah, it was a Japanese wow. animated sh- uh, show that then came over to the States, was overdubbed, mm-hmm. and okay. then aired on Nickelodeon. Awesome. I'm not aware of that one. Of yeah, that was a new one for us. You know, one yeah, thing, I've noted it on previous episodes that especially up through the 80s, children's television was highly regionalized. It wasn't, oh, there yeah. weren't a lot of national shows. So depending on where you grew up, you may have had a completely different slate of shows to choose from and that's one that i don't recall ever hearing of where i grew up yeah so. it's, i mean I, you had to figure oh. i grew up in new york so it, like yeah. you're right it may have been like a northeast uh aired show but right. i would think coming from japan the west coast would have gotten it but i don't know about the midwest or anything so Brittany looked at me like i was insane she was like i have no idea what you're talking about he made it up guys <laughs> this isn't a show, it's not actually a show. go imdb that it's not there, oh, it's there. <laughs> I, I just i just Googled yeah we're looking it at pictures like, of it what in the world is this <laughs> yeah no you should check it out I, if I, I haven't seen it in forever but yeah. what i remember of it was a lot of fun so cool all right Brittany, you're up Sweet. So I think you guys have heard of this cartoon. And if you haven't, you guys are crazy. <laughs> so my number five is the original Looney Tunes. Like Excellent. Merry, Merry Melodies. Like those yeah. Looney Tunes. Yeah. Um, I just remember always either waking up or going to bed and those that's what I watched. It, Bugs Bunny was a huge hit in my house. Um, my dad loved um, uh, Sylvester. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yes, so anything with Sylvester and Tweety Bird was like really big, but Bugs Bunny was my favorite growing up. Like I nice. remember having pictures everywhere of me in Bugs Bunny shirts. It was kind of silly. That's awesome. Yeah. So Looney Tunes, my number five. Excellent pick. I like it. Yes, it's a good I, one. I wasn't too much of a Looney Tunes fan. Yeah. But I also wasn't like too much of a Tom and Jerry fan. What? So none of that was like really my jam. All right. So. I'm glad you yeah. said Tom and Jerry because yeah. that now goes on my honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> Looney Tunes was definitely an honorable mentions. And like all iterations of it, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I mean, obviously yeah. you remember the originals, like the old ones, but even like when it was Tiny Tunes, yep. when they did the, the revitalization Tunes. of Looney Tunes See, with I like, Kristen Wiig as the voice I like, of... The uh, new one, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lola, yeah. Of I like that one. That one was good. Good. I dug it. I liked. I just liked Bugs and Daffy as a roommate. Like that was oh, just yes. super funny to me. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, and then there's there's always the awesome Space Jam. Oh, yes. the quintessential ba- Space Jam, which you know their website yeah. is still up. Are you serious? If you go to space, I think it's just spacejam.com. If you go to the website, it's still up, still operational. Oh my gosh, I'm going they, there as soon as we're done. Were they talking about what? Didn't LeBron at one point his company get like the rights yeah. or something? There have been rumors for the last few years that they're going to do um, either a sequel or a retelling with contemporary oh. basketball stars. Is Le- LeBron gonna be the Michael MJ? Jordan. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> yeah, he would be the odds-on favorite, I think. Now, now that Kobe's kind of out of the limelight, yeah, or the Kobe Bryant, does he still get a, a chance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And then Maybe. freaking Carmelo we'll Anthony says they're like, "Why not me? <laughs> I'm Carmelo Anthony. I went to Syracuse University." <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> okay, so for my number five, I went a little bit different. I lived on cable. So, mainly Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Okay. Some little bits of the Disney Channel. But when this came on, it really kind of shaped where I would be going for the rest of my years. Mm-hmm. So, I went with Gundam Wing. Ooh. Yeah. And How that old were you when you started watching Gundam Wing? 10. Wow. But Jeez, that I was, like was when... I was like 21 when that came yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that was when... Uh... I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> it's by uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, where it was the guys flying a giant robot. 
battling each other. This was on Nickelodeon. Is that it was on, this was on Cartoon, Na- Cartoon Network? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay, I must have missed that little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they did like, which we don't have anymore, but it had already been out in Japan for years. So when we got it, what Toonami did was they played it Monday through Friday, a brand new episode every day of the week. Nice. So I think that's when I learned how to use a VCR, like to record things, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it came on at like three, and school didn't let out until three, so right. I couldn't watch it. So right. I'd go record that, like probably like Tenchi and Outlaw Star around that same time ish area. <laughs> but yeah, like I think it was only on here before reruns for like two months. Didn't, oh, wow. they, didn't they air Evangelion first before they aired Gundam? I feel like if they I did they I did like they did Evangelion even hit They did that uh they had a special thing where it was like a if I remember right, it was like a mech week. And yeah. they just played a whole bunch of, you know, mech animes. Hmm. Like Big and Big O. Big O Gundam. and like uh, we got some yeah. uh, Macross and stuff in there too. Wow. <laughs> Macross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Josh, you feel, like, you feel like you feel like that's the show that kind of opened up the world of anime to you? That and Tenchi Moyo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, two com- two completely different <laughs> opposite sides of the spectrum anime. Mm-hmm. Because Tenchi's a Tenchi's a harem anime. Oh yeah, so, definitely. So you know you've got you've got the the um, mech warrior style anime versus the the harem, which I remember Tenchi Muyo a lot as a kid because I had friends that were super into that. Um, I dug it, but I think growing up hyper Catholic, the super sexualized nature of that show made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so I felt like I couldn't watch it around my mom. Whereas with, oh with no! Like, yeah, yeah, you Trigun, would tape it. I didn't worry about it. You know. Oh no! See, we would tape it in the living room. I would watch it in my bed because I didn't want them. <laughs> I, I didn't want them to know that because Gundam Wing, especially uh, like when they started doing the later stuff, when they started doing like the Toonami, like unrated the after Nightmare. dark, like the like, Toonami like after, after dark. Yeah, yeah. Then they would play it and it wouldn't be edited, so you would get all the swear words oh. and extra stuff like that in. So, so it was like Japanese Adult Swim. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. yeah. That's basically well, that's where they, Adult that's Swim when they would air came from. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I think Josh mentioned Outlaw Star. Um, mm-hmm. The earlier ones they would air would be like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think after, they did after twelve thirty they started. They, I think they did Fully Cooly for a little while. They did FLCL. So I mean, there was a couple different animes they kind of threw in there, but a lot of it was, as I said, stuff that was a little bit too adult oriented to be able to air when it was still kids like Josh watching. He <laughs> <laughs> you know. was so unsupervised. Yup. <laughs> hey, see, here's the thing: when you go to private school, your parents think that mm. you know you're good little little christian boy right and then you go home you watch your anime and then you go and talk about it at school nice so josh yeah. was a rebel yeah <laughs> yeah Pain all right time. well um i'm gonna start off this um discussion on my end with a very little known show and it is a show that i've asked people about for the last two decades and very few people ever saw this show or remember it but as a kid, this show just blew my mind. It's a show called Brave Star. Have you have any of you guys heard of this show? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brave Star is a science fiction western, and it's set on the planet New Texas, 
and it stars Marshall Bravestar, who is a, a Native American marshal who can summon um, spirit animal powers, and he has a horse that he rides, but then when it comes to battle, he hops off his horse, and his horse stands up on its hind legs and becomes like a horseman sidekick named 3030, and it was just so completely 80s and <laughs> over the top and you know explosions and gun battles and <laughs> stylized ridiculousness but it just it really just blew my mind as a kid and I'll never forget Brave Star I think it was just a regional thing that only yeah. showed and yeah you know, I grew up in Utah so maybe just the four corners states or something um it only lasted um it was on 87 and 88 and I think there was like a few dozen episodes is all there is. But uh, Volume 1 consists of episode 1 through 24, and this looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's, it's pretty spectacular. But I, I always bring it up, and nobody's ever heard of it, so I'll just uh, leave it at that. I loved it as a kid. <laughs> the well, horse has it, a it gun. It aired on, on Kubo. Was a network that it aired on, or Retro Television Network, which we definitely didn't have those in the Northeast. So I, didn't, I don't think I had those either. Oh, and I'm looking at this horse up on its hind legs, and that is I know, is isn't it? It looks awesome. <laughs> oh, you want me to buy you these toys? Oh, I do actually. I'll buy you these toys. I, I had some of those action from... figures. It was it was basically concurrently released with its own toy line, so I think it was much more of a commercial for toys. Really, is what it was. Yeah. I mean, the dude looks like GI Joe. It's kind of kind of in that. I mean, it's it was done by a lot of the same people that did He Man and She Ra, and so it kind of has that real '80s look to it and those those color palettes that they used in those uh shows yeah he's in a bright yellow outfit with blue and white accents so. mm -hmm. yeah that hat he's yeah that awesome. hat is pretty legit like just just look up the intro you can find it on youtube they have the whole intro to it that's all you need to know about the show and just watch it once and you'll understand and it's amazing nice yeah. cool all right, Liam, back to you. All right, back to me. So number four, I know you all heard of this one. It's got to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So nice. as we were talking about TV shows that were literally geared towards selling toys, toys, that this show for me, especially as a kid going into the 90s, because I was mm -hmm. born in 82. So for me, the 90s was kind of like the golden age of cartoons. Uh, I remember getting all the toys, getting the blimp, getting the the turtle van, everything Raphael, hands down my favorite always had to be there opening weekends when the movies came out i remember when they did uh teenage mutant ninja turtles in concert and he played oh, a freaking guitar oh, I, <laughs> I remember um when they did turtles in time and the movie was mm -hmm. terrible but i loved it because it was still ninja turtles the comic books when they were all still grayscale so you couldn't tell which guy was supposed to be which <laughs> one because they all looked exactly the same other than when they pulled out the weapons uh, I just loved it. Like I eat, lived and breathed Ninja Turtles for probably like two or three years, and then oh, and Remy's got a Ninja Turtle shirt on, which is freaking awesome. And it says "Get your Sweet. shell on." Um, I, you know, you said things like radical and cowabunga, and it's just all of the the it, like, everything they said became part of our vernacular. Like they, totally. they were so impactful. But I remember hitting fourth grade. We always did a toy fair at our school. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was 
since I was going into middle school, because that's in New York, uh, elementary school ends at fourth grade, and then middle school is five through eight. I thought wow. I was going to be too cool. I had to be a grown up. So I put all of my toys for sale, and you can't charge more than a dollar for your oh, toys in the toy fair. Man. So I literally sold all of it. Like each thing was a dollar. Oh. That was it. And all of them are gone. So I, I very much regret. So anybody out there that does not have kids, if you have cool toys like that, hold on to it. Yep. Yeah, because absolutely. thankfully my mod did hold on to all of my Legos. So I have a big old bin of Legos ready for Remy when nice. he's old enough. So. Sweet. Do you guys remember, this may be weird, like, this is crazy, but do you remember like they used to be storybooks and they came with a little cassette? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, like a little fa- yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that wasn't okay. No, I thought I had like still a really a thing. weird. If you go to Barnes and Noble, you can still it. get those. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? Is that yeah? That was that? it. Oh, okay. I, I just okay. want to make sure I wasn't going crazy. It, or interesting like, note on thing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: the that very first movie they did, that first live action one back in the eighties, yeah. is the very first movie that I was allowed to go to without parents. So it was the very first movie that I was dropped off at the theater for. I went with my good buddy Brian Webb, and that experience changed my life, and I fell in love with going to the movies. But that's weird, because didn't that movie come out in, like, 91? So you would have been, like, what, 30 at that point? Like, come on, dude. I don't – was it that late? And I was 32. Shut up. I was 32. Um, Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I'm pretty sure it was the late 80s, but I don't know. I don't remember exactly. I'm going to look it up, bro. Yeah, you should look it up. <laughs> the first movie I got to see was, you know, my parents. They knew I was dorky. So they let me go see the Digimon movie with two of my friends. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a very Josh Kane kind of pick And right there. we went to, fun fact, went to go see it at Movie 6, which was the movie theater in the mall in Shawnee. Mm-hmm. And I later worked there. Oh, wow. So, yeah. They had to have, uh, yeah, whenever you went in uh, to go see the Digimon movie, we were the only three in the theater, but they gave us, you got a cool Digimon trading card. Nice. nice. Excellent. It's pretty dope. Uh, Very cool. 1990 for those that okay, were Okay, 90. All so right. he was only 30. So depending yeah, on so when it came out, I was either 11 or 12. So that's, I would think it was like in fifth grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, somewhere around there. I don't remember exactly. It's so long ago. Anyway, uh, who's next? Brittany. Brittany, bring it. Number number four. I'm going with the Flintstones. Wow. Brittany bringing the old school. I was that kid that because of my father, he was, he might, that's why I love TV and movies is because of my dad. And Mm -hmm. he was a huge, I guess, what, those came on Cartoon Network, I feel like. Those were the channels that I would watch them on. Yeah, Yeah, because... But for us, it would have been like basic television. Well, yeah. 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 But we had cable. So. Right, right. <laughs> like all the time. Yeah, we had but, like 3, um... 5, 9, and 24. So it would have been on one of those channels. <laughs> we're in our stations yeah. if it was 20, basic. At, at 24 was PBS. So that's where you got like Sesame Street. Yeah. We all love PBS. But Flintstones. I love the Flintstones. Just every, Pebbles cool. was like my favorite because she's adorable. Bam, bam. And Bam, bam. Their little, <laughs> little Grupo, duo, whatever, probably made to get married off in the I love how future. all the appliances are animals, but like they yeah. never yes. really discuss the toilet. Like the like oh. they're oh. <laughs> animals sitting back there just like you think you have it, Brad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so true. I don't think I ever thought they about that. They had Mexican food last night. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they had Mexican food back then. In the Flintstones? Why not? Okay, I guess. 
There were some Mexican okay. cavemen out there. So the suspension of belief isn't the fact that man was living with dinosaurs, but that the man living with dinosaurs wouldn't have had Mexican <laughs> food available. Like, that's where your suspension of belief yes, cuts off. Yes, dinosaurs are totally believable. No, no, but at what the same are... time that man was around. Yeah, they're cavemen. And the fact that the dinosaurs can talk. We'll just leave that little tidbit. Yeah, out. yeah. I mean, it was always my understanding that the town of Bedrock was a very metropolitan place with ethnic food of all sorts. <laughs> true, true. Well, I thought, isn't there some fan theory that it's like Flintstones occurs after the Jetsons? So it's like the Flintstones are technically even more in the future than the Jetsons, and after the Jetsons have destroyed everything, there's I have heard that. rebuilding itself. Oh, my goodness. Well, they do meet each other. They do? Yeah, they I didn't know crossover that. Yeah. with the Flintstones oh, and the Jetsons. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I have heard that theory, though, that they they occur after Jetsons. I yeah. watched the Jetsons movie last night on Netflix. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a Jetsons Nice. So, that was Is it fun. live action? No. Oh, no. Just... oh gosh, like... no. It was the c- cartoon movie. I don't remember when that came out, but... Yeah, no, me neither. I, psh, I, it was like newer animation from I remember the show, but it was still set like I'm just imagining nineties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. That's weird. Now, now I kind of want a live action Jetsons. Right. Gosh, it'll it could happen. Be cool. Everything happens. Cool. That would be it's, super. Yeah. They're they're running out of intellectual property to appropriate, so it's only a matter of time before they make their way to the Jetsons. Yeah. Just do Brian Cranston as George. You you have to at this point. Then, then he's just then he to. just plays his character from Malcolm in the Middle. He's just Hal. <laughs> oh, totally. Nice. All right, Josh, bring us your number four. For my number four, I went with the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Oh right? yeah. That used to be on ABC every Saturday morning, and I would watch that. Uh, I think yes. it came on the year I was born. I think it's like started in 1988. Oh my so, gosh. So what? 1988. Keep going. You're 40. Yeah, so it started in 1988, and my parents got me the whole entire VHS run. Jeez. So I think by the time I was maybe like six, I had all of Winnie the Pooh on VHS, so I watched the crap out of those. I think I broke one of the VHSs, like played it so much that Mm -hmm. it just wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there. So I don't think I realized that Winnie the Pooh was ever a TV show. Yeah. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. It was awesome. It was great because because it came on right before. What Pooh was it? Bear, Winnie Pooh. the Pooh. Yeah, you got to get up. You got to get low. And yeah. Silly old Winnie wow. the Pooh. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Really? Get out your VHS, man. We got to watch this. It's gone. Oh, that's sad. I played it too much. It's dead. You could find them on YouTube. Like oh, really? Episodes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, heck yeah. All right, I'll have to check that out. Cool. Yeah, man, it was nice. It was awesome. It always came on like right before like last week's episode of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> oh, morning. They, they wow. would play that at like 10 a.m. Mm. and Winnie the Pooh was like from 9 to 10. Okay. Yeah. Memory. I was about to say, it was that, oh. and then wasn't yeah. it uh, <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger? Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, so it's, bad. Yeah, my memory's weird. I can't remember, you know, important things, but, you know, when reruns of Dr. Quinn come on, got yeah, that. got that in the Steel old memory trap. banks. <laughs> nice. All right, Gav, you're up. Yep, it's my turn. Okay, so I did not expect this, but I feel like me and Brittany are, are much more on the same wavelength than anybody else here on the show <laughs> because we're all picking – we're both picking very old things. 
<laughs> um, Brave Star, which was my first pick, came out in 87, and that's the newest thing on my list. Nice. So oh, the, the next pick I have was introduced in 1963 and got its own show starting in 1969, and that is The Pink Panther. You guys, nice. Have you guys seen any of those yeah. cartoons? Oh, yeah. yeah, with uh, yeah. Steve Martin. I, one of the no, first, not Steve Martin. <laughs> yeah, not that one. No, it was the, the one with the Clive songs, Owen. He's in it, right? Uh, it was one of the first oh, songs God. I could play on the piano was the... Da-da, oh, yeah. Exactly. Written by the great Henry Mancini. So it has that iconic music to it. And it's kind of a very simple cartoon, highly stylized um and I just like visually, I just loved it as a kid, and I, I thought the music was really catchy. And you know, he always has some sort of silly problem that he's in, and he finds a way out of it. You know, it's not too deep, but you know, as a kid, it just really entertained me. And I love the just the kind of shtick of it of, of of him and Inspector Clouseau. And you know, I don't I don't know. There's just something about it. There's some sort of textural thing about that that. Uh, I just couldn't stop looking at as a kid. And when I was young in the early eighties, it would play on Saturday mornings. You know, it was, it wasn't new then, but they were, you know, it was in syndication like Looney Tunes and all the others. It was just an old cartoon that they would play every Saturday and I never missed it. I, I love the Pink Panther. Nice. Good call. That's, Very that's good. a nice I little like throwback. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Cartoon, but yeah. It, it's, one. it's actually, it was created as a joke in that very first pink Panther movie, which, you know, is a live action British comedy. But the, the thing that is the driver of the plot is this stolen gem, which was a pink diamond that they called the pink Panther. And they did it as a joke. They created a cartoon of a literal pink Panther in the credits yeah. And people just flipped out over it, and it, it took on a life of its own, and it became a, a show. And you know, it's had iterations um, as recent as 2009. They had a, a little series that they did. So, for some reason, Pink Panther persists, and I'm glad he does because I think he's a neat little character. Nice. nice. Yeah. All right, dude. You ready for your third pick? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So this one, and I battled a lot for for my third spot because there was some older stuff that I wanted to put in, but uh, this was one that, as Josh had said before, where he'd have to like set the uh, VCR to record at three o'clock. This was the show that was on as soon as I came home, so it was literally drop the backpack, sit in front of the TV, <laughs> and watch Darkwing Duck. Oh, you nice. cannot ask for a greater cartoon that is literally equal parts Batman as it is the shadow as it is DuckTales. Like it is just the greatest iteration. <laughs> Gizmo duck is still Gizmo. one of my favorite oh, characters. Uh, if yeah. I could cosplay as Gizmo duck and, and actually figure out how to ride a unicycle, I would do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Darkwing duck, it just had, um, I mean, even his name, um, Oh, because it was supposed to be a play on um, Lamont Cranston from The Shadow. And, like, his, his I Am the Terror That Flaps in the Night is mm-hmm. is directly from The Shadow. The yeah. little turtle, turtleneck scarf that he wears from The Shadow. Like, And I, still to this day, Brittany and I were digging through our VHS, and I pulled out my VHS copy of Alec Baldwin as The Shadow. And I was like, have you seen this? And she was like, no. I was like, we're watching it. <laughs> so uh, Darkwing, Duck, <laughs> Darkwing Duck still has to top top out. And all the other shows that were around that same time, like DuckTales and Goof Troop yeah. and um, – uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, like all the ones that came in that same circuit, that same time block, mm-hmm. Dark, mm-hmm. Darkwing Duck was the one I looked forward to the most. 
When did that come out? When did that series premiere? I'm going to say I had to have been maybe like 11. So we, we're talking like 93, maybe. Okay. Uh, so yeah. it was still fairly early 90s. Yeah. 1991. Really? Nice. That yeah, early? Yeah, I had to pull it up because I, I was trying to remember uh, Darkwing Duck's name. Launchpad McQuack. No, that's his uh, side. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, I don't yeah. remember. Launchpad, Launchpad McQuack. Oh, you're right. Side. You're yeah. right. I'm There's stupid. an episode, though, that they make it seem like. Um, when they're trying to figure out who the uh, real person is that's Darkwing Duck, the, everybody believes that it's Launchpad McQuack, which makes no sense because physically they're diametric opposites. <laughs> and then it's it's like it's like Drake Mallard, I think is his name. I think is is Darkwing Duck's true name. And so like Drake Mallard flips out because he's like, "No, I'm Darkwing Duck," but nobody yeah, believes him because they're like, "You're a, you're a whiny little wimp." There's no way you're Darkwing Duck. <laughs> Easily one of the greatest episodes. Awesome. I yeah, that show came on kind of just like a minute too late for me. Like I I just kind of moved out of the that age range of cartoons when but I remember my little brother who's 4 years younger than me. He was a big Darkwing Duck fan. So, uh I have seen it. It it's a it's a good show. It really is. Yeah, usually still still one of those um like for me, if it was on right now, I would probably leave this podcast and go and watch it. So. <laughs> Great. Well, we know where we rate. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that Brent. Also mean, that also means me and Remy too. He would leave whatever right, we're doing right, to go watch right. it. It's all. It's all about the duck. Okay, so this is where my list shows my age, and maybe <laughs> it good. finally, it finally, Josh will probably have watched these cartoons. Um, <laughs> But this one was on uh, PBS and Arthur. I was obsessed <laughs> Arthur. with Arthur. Wow. <laughs> that was the one that you guys keep talking about that three o'clock time when you get home from school. That was this one. It was, I think, three or three thirty. So it depending on if I got picked up on time, I would either <laughs> catch it or miss it. And I would be so upset at my parents if I'd get home and it was over. I would catch like the end sequence of the last because they do um i don't know if you guys watched arthur ever in your lives but they do two little mini episodes in one and oh I would, cool i would always catch the the end episode and i was so bummed because i'd missed that first one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i don't think i've ever seen arthur have you seen arthur josh yeah okay uh, yeah, my my sisters used to watch it, but my my younger sisters are closer to Britney's age, so they okay the same thing. They would come home from school, and that's what they would watch, and they would watch it on the old crappy TV that was in my grandma's room. There was like a little thirteen inch oh TV. Gosh. So yeah, they just watched it on that one. <laughs> Poor that show's still going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to Wikipedia, that yeah. 90, 1996 to present. Yeah, it's a long running that's show. That's crazy. It's funny when you if you catch an episode on TV like just change it to PBS one random day around three to four and mm -hmm. it's, it's still on and it's so it's all the blocks like the blocks around the screen because yeah. it's not formatted to the new oh like the yeah wide screen TVs it's so funny I'm like that oh, is true but I'll watch it I love it nice do they sandwich that, that with like uh Kaolu and Sagwa the Chinese Siamese cat what is uh, that? Caillou. Ugh. Oh, I never watched that. I know Caillou, <laughs> but what was that other one you said? It was uh, Sagwa, the Chinese Siamese cat. I've never that heard of that a, one. No, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's usually how these go. Just, just yeah, don't worry about yeah. it. Okay. That one up for later. For my number three, I'm going to go with a good little 
anime cartoon thing came on Fox back in 1999. We're going to go with Digimon, Digital wow. Monsters. Okay. So, okay, you have to explain that to me. How is that different than Pokemon? <laughs> well, Pocket Pokemon... Monsters versus Digital Monsters. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, Digi- the Digimon, kind of like a spinoff of Tamagotchis. Right. So, technically awesome. kind of came first. So, but I mean, yeah, Pokemon's more of a video game. So the series got launched with the, you know, around the same time as the, as the game. I think Red and Blue came out before, and then the anime came out a little bit after the games, kind of like as a promotional thing. Right. So that's why we got, and that's why we got, like, Pokemon had a year on Digimon. But with Digimon, the, the characters, you have more in-depth characters than you actually have with Pokemon. There's more motivations with those characters, plus... The, so you get more stories? Yeah, plus saying? the Digimon okay. can actually talk. Unlike Pikachu and all the Pokemon who can just say their names <laughs> or just go brar sometimes. Yeah, but you had, what, Ash Ketchum and Misty Knight and Token Black Guy? And Misty Knight? Team Where's Rocket Misty Raccoon. Knight? Right? Like Misty, it was just I Misty. I Dude, I never watched this From show. Cerulean <laughs> City, man. No, wait. Just, just, yeah, just Cerulean. Wasn't goodness. there a cat? There was like a cat that could talk? Isn't Meowth. It? And he, that's right. He is completely different than all the other animals that appear. Yeah, he, yeah that's that a one. stupid thing. He's like, how does this one talk? Uh, he looked and was lonely, so he wanted he's to a, talk to humans. He's a so bad he guy. Just, so he Jeez. just learned. He joined these two weirdos in crop tops. All right. Why yeah. not? Yeah, but no, Digimon, way better, way better than Pokemon. All right. So, I mean, Pokemon's kind of like the... The poor man's the Digimon. The poor man's Digimon. All right. So. Gotcha. Yeah, we have way better characters in Digimon, too. We got Ty and Sora and their love like Pokemon, that though. never actually happened. Aw, sorry for you, Josh. Yeah, I know, it's so sad. But Ash finally kissed a girl. It took, like, 20 years. Finally uh-huh. got it, though. Oh yeah, I was gonna. Um, I was talking to Brittany about that. So when you guys did your favorite couples, and you said in Trigun you liked Vash and Meryl, I had to say I don't think that was a reciprocated love uh, couple. I don't think that Vash ever really reciprocated the feelings that Meryl tried yeah, to push no. down for him. I'd yeah. say the the the, t- the couple that's it the dream couple, couple is 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 uh, Millie Wolfwood. and Nicholas D. Wolfwood because they're yeah, the ones that actually Wolfwood consummated and... the relationship. Mm-hmm, they sure did. Yeah, like so I gotta, before I gotta, he dies. <laughs> oh, and Nick, I love Vash Stimpy, but Nicholas is my favorite character from that anime. But I was surprised that you picked Vash and Meryl because I was like, I don't feel like that's actually a couple. I think that's like you you want it to happen. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's that's why they were they were on the honorable mention because Let's, they weren't technically a couple. A couple. The the, the majority honest, of those were all ships. Yeah, all Va- my honorable Vash mentions. Vash pretty much tried to hook up with every other girl in the show, be, except for Meryl. <laughs> she was like the yeah. one girl he didn't. He is try a womanizer. For. Yep. But she was there, off in the <laughs> distance. So yeah, whenever he, you know, pays attention, <laughs> he she'll won't. be there. We'll Which, that. <laughs> Trigun, voiced by one of the best voice actors, Johnny Young Bosch. Oh my yep, gosh, so. I love totally. Affair with Bosch. Which, and, and, cool because he has a band called Eyeshine. 
Eyeshine's awesome. I'm dating myself here. So back when bands were still relevant on MySpace, um, I remember <laughs> messaging him and being like, hey, just want to let you know I thoroughly enjoy your band, but I only found it because you're one of my favorite voice actors. If you guys ever tour, let us know. We'd love to play a show with you. And then he wrote back, thanks, appreciate the kind words, checked out your band, you're way, way better than us, we'll open for you. And I was like, <laughs> what? that's the coolest thing ever. So if, I wish that MySpace hadn't deleted all the messages because that would have been one I would love to have printed and framed. It's another Absolutely. thing that he made up. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's no way you could disprove it. <laughs> oh, man. That's oh, awesome, but though. bringing that back around, so some, you know, six degrees of separation here, bringing that back around, um, the voice of young Knives Million from Trigun. Yeah. yeah. Joshua Seth plays the voice of Ty Kamiya in Digimon, our lead main character. Okay, back to Digimon. Back Finally. to Digimon. See, we brought it nice. back around. Good job. Kevin, Kevin Digimon. Yep. Kevin <laughs> All right. Okay, my turn. Are we still looking no, out about? No, I'm done. I'm, we can we can talk more about no, Trigun, no, but no. I think we've gone a little bit too long. No, we're good. We're good. We're into the weeds. <laughs> we need to get back into the golden era of animation. So we were talking about the '90s. I'm going to talk about a series that we've already mentioned from 1940 to 1958. None other than Tom and Jerry. Awesome. Nice. Tom and Jerry is one of the most iconic cartoons ever created. I mean, they're recognizable the world over. And even though you would think it's the same plot over and over, the inventiveness on that show was unbelievable. And I always found it entertaining and funny as a kid. And, you know, I always knew exactly who I was rooting for in that show. And I don't know. It just, it works. They won a ton of Academy Awards and... Uh, you know, they were the first, uh, that was done by um, Hanna-Barbera, and they were the first ones that really came in and competed with Disney and Warner Brothers, who kind of owned the genre uh, up until they came around with things like Tom and Jerry. So uh, I love it. I love that there was a lot of really good competition back then, and it drove all those shows to be better. And I think that really pushed Tom and Jerry to rise to the top. And we can all agree that that era of Tom and Jerry is phenomenal, but like the '70s Tom and Jerry was pretty much a yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I really and just it, like that original run. Yeah, and it doesn't take anything away from the original run, other than the incredibly racist mammy character that they have, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. that they plug into those episodes. But it yeah, was a the, different the time. The '70s one was just weird. Yeah, I agree. I, I like Itchy and Scratchy better. Oh, I mean, gosh. I, I like them, but no, I mean, Tom and Jerry is just, they're yes. so good. So good. A good one. I'm so the animation on quality list. is really good. Like, I'm always surprised yeah. when I look back Holds at it. Up. It's really good animation. Yeah. Really good. Have you so. ever played the Tom and Jerry uh, SNES game? game? Yeah. SNES. No, I haven't. No, yeah, it exists. I have it. So, it's you hard. know, whenever you <laughs> nice. All those Super out. Nintendo games are hard. <laughs> yeah, Super Nintendo is like the most difficult gaming system ever. Every game oh, on it is hard. That Lion King game? Hardest game ever made. You can't beat it. No. Aladdin, you can kind of beat if you oh. know a way oh, to I do it. Oh, I can beat Aladdin. Yeah, I can't I beat Aladdin. Aladdin. I, that carpet in the, through the Cave of Wonders while the yep. lava's coming after you? Yeah, okay. that's the best. <laughs> I yeah. beat level, Aladdin. Genie level? Gotcha. <laughs> through it. Dancing so the good, clouds, bro. I yeah, like I, I've seen people beat Aladdin. I yeah. don't think I've seen anybody Lion beat King Lion King. It's so hard. It's basically impossible. Yeah, I agree. It's ridiculous. I, and I think the game's broken most of the time. Like you know when you have to jump on the uh, 
the ostrich like you're on the ostriches yes. and you have to jump yeah there's a part where you're you'll just die for no reason yeah. but i didn't do anything it's I like hit the thing. I it's hit like it right. duck hunt it's like if you hit the magic pixel that you're supposed to land on it might work yeah. but other than that you're screwed and then sometimes you would get to that random timon and pumbaa flash game where you had to catch the bugs and mm-hmm. it's like that happens like once in a blue moon. You're like, what do I do to get this? And yeah, it was almost like punishment. Different. Yeah, I agree. Why are you so hard, Super Nintendo? Jeez. Man. All right. All right. Am I, am I going? We're down to number two. All right, number two. So uh, with this one was probably my favorite cartoon growing up, um, similar to Josh doing the VHR or VHS preset for the on the uh, uh, for so you didn't miss episodes. Uh, we used to have to go to Irish dancing competitions on Saturday morning, so I would set the v- the VCR to record this show while I was at the um, uh, at the fesh is what they're called, what the competition's called. But my grandmother would stay home, so you have to put it on the channel and then set the timer, and then I had to hope that grandma didn't go into the living room and either turn the TV off or change the channel, and then all of a sudden I'm taping East Enders because I definitely <laughs> want to watch that. Um, but this show. Regardless of the poorly done live action Michael Bay movies, still holds true for me throughout the years. It's Transformers. Uh, the toys were nice. amazing. The show was so much fun. The voice acting was great, even though Peter Cullen literally voiced almost every character on the show. Yeah. From Optimus Prime, who he voices in the films, the live action films, he even voiced um, uh, Megatron in the cartoon series and wanted wow. to voice him in the films. And Michael Bay said, no, people wouldn't be able to tell the two apart. And you're like, really? We could do it when it was a cartoon, but we are not able to do it when it live action. Michael Bay, you ruin everything. Michael, yeah, Bay, th- Michael Bay thinks everybody's stupid. That's why yeah. those. If you look, watch those films. It's like, uh... well, he he <laughs> he he literally picked arbitrary names and just said, oh, I'm gonna name this this guy. Then he had people on his staff that were like, oh, well, you you can't name that that. This guy was this thing, and he would go, well, I don't care. I'm gonna name it what I want to name it. Like how he made. Um, prowl the cop car called it barricade and made him a villain and you're just like really you're just destroying childhoods left and right seriously Um, what a jerk but regardless of that i can still go back and watch these cartoons or i can go back and watch the 1986 animated movie which has arguably one of the greatest soundtracks (laughs) of all time really what's on it if um all 80s power ballads like nice. it's all just 80s rock there is even a weird al yankovic song called dare to be stupid and it's <laughs> freaking so good um this it what what the movie was supposed to be was a transition from the original cast of characters to a new toy line so the opening 10 minutes they kill off all of the old characters and if you want to destroy like a four-year-old's heart by all means kill off all of his favorite characters in 10 minutes <sighs> And then introduce new characters and be like, suddenly care about these guys. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Cliff Jumper's dead. He's not coming back. So yeah, Transformers hands down still amazing. That's hard. Nice. Beast, Beast Wars pick. was some good stuff. Beast Wars, but that was that was the Canadian cartoon. Yeah, and it was um, all they did that weird 3D animation. Well, it was weird, and there was no consistent airing in New York for that one. So you may. They didn't air it every week, so you would be just be randomly missing episodes. So I never quite got invested into Beast Wars. Yeah, I can see that. There's a Velociraptor in that one. Nice. There was yeah. like a gorilla, which I didn't get because I was like, Yeah, are they, Optimus are was they like dinosaurs, a gorilla. or are they, Meg- they uh, 
Mammals? Yeah. What's just going beasts. On? Yeah, just beasts. All types. Duh. Yeah, it's like, but this guy's an insect. He's a beast insect. He's a beast. Look yeah. at that grasshopper. He's huge. Compared to the other <laughs> insects, cold. he's a beast. Yeah. He's yeah, a tremendous the grasshopper. He's There's no grasshopper better than this one. He's tremendous. Oh, God. This grasshopper's huge. It's huge. Oh, gosh. It's huge. 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 Huge grasshopper. We're going to build a wall around this grasshopper. He's going to jump over it. It's huge. It's great. It's tremendous. <laughs> Awesome. Right, go, well, go, oh. Trans- Transformers was a great pick. I I totally respect that. Nice. All right, Brittany. What number are we on? Two. Number two. two. Oh, number two. Oh my goodness. Okay. So again, my list at the end shows my age completely because these are only shows that probably Josh will know. See, but Yay. I like this show because I like that they picked a Scottish kid wearing a kilt as the main character. That was really cool. So from there, Hey Arnold is my number two. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Nice. And yes, I did think that he was wearing a kilt up until a couple years ago when somebody like had made a meme about it or something saying, really, that was just his shirt this whole time? Yeah, thought, it was his shirt. He puts, I did he puts not his sweater on over it. I, I don't know why. Oh. I thought he was wearing a kilt and some leggings under it. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was oh, his man. look. I thought I... he was just a weird football head kid. <laughs> I honestly thought it was too. This is This is... Groundbreaking news here for me. <laughs> you young kids. Mind crazy. Is this, is this the show that it was Stoop Kids Gonna Leave His Stoop? Yeah, yeah Stoop Kids Gonna Leave the Stoop. Because you've said that and I've repeated stoop. it, but I have no idea exactly what show it is. <laughs> I assume I'll show this you one. that episode. Nice. Are you, are you excited for the uh, movie that's coming out? I heard you guys mention that. I did not know there's another movie coming out. Yeah, they're they're doing a follow-up movie because the, the way the series ended... Um, we have that episode where he finally finds out what happened to his parents and they like crashed in the jungle somewhere and then it just ends. So that's that's going to be the, the follow end. up? Yeah, they're going to go and try and find his... parents were going to be two footballs. <laughs> two footballs? <laughs> <laughs> sure a football and a pair of bagpipes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there we that go. That makes sense. Nice. So much cooler. But yeah, Hey Arnold was awesome. I loved... Um, I don't know. I guess the animation was awesome on it, but the stories that they would tell were just so stupid. And, and but, like Helga Pataki Hel- loved him, but hated him in person. But she had like a unibrow? yeah, the unibrow yeah, she, girl. She had a chewed bubblegum yes. shrine of in him with clips of hair. Oh my gosh! <laughs> she had a very, very, very creepy relationship with him. Like she would I basically would beat him it. up and hate on him in public, but then go home to her closet and make out with her gum shrine of football mm. but oh, that the show just really took a weird told turn you, it was yeah, weird. but that show was also extremely deep like there's some yeah. really like uh mr i can't remember his name i think it's it's not like con or wong i can't remember the the vietnamese guy that lives in the building yep. with his grandpa mm-hmm. he loses his daughter because he's in like vietnam and puts gives his daughter to like the last plane like the last helicopter out of Saigon pretty much wow and so he stays behind and if you keep watching Arnold's grandpa was a U.S. Marine in Vietnam mm-hmm. so okay. it's kind of like they kind of crossed a little bit wow that's it's just like, like a serious oh my backstory gosh, yeah, it's a when you get into that show it gets deep nice mm-hmm. that's very cool I had no idea yeah all right dude what's your number two my number two Gonna stick with Nickelodeon. I'm gonna go with this little show called Rugrats. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice. Yeah, man. Baby's gotta do what a baby's gotta do, bro. That's awesome. 
I just like that the, the ever Tommy seen Pickles an episode little brother got named Dill. That was yeah, still, like, Dill Pickles. Awesome. Dill Pickles, voiced by Terrence Strong. Movie? That yeah, was, yeah, they did the, the movie. Yeah, they did the first movie, and that's where we got introduced to Dill. And then Dill started being in the cast. And then we met. Then Chucky's dad got married, and that's when we got Kimmy. The Asian movie. Yeah, from the, the wasn't Asian that one, also yeah. a movie? Wasn't there another movie? Oh, Paris, like yeah, Robert's like, in Paris. Yeah, that's Paris. where we meet yep. Kimmy. Because I think yep. her mom's a fashion designer or something. I don't I think remember. She's a uh, she's like the right hand woman. Oh, like the assistant. To, yeah, yeah, the fashion designer is evil. Designer. Yeah, I yeah. Liked, she's the one who wants to we, marry. Then we go into all grown up. I liked the. Yep. Uh, I liked the. Uh, um, uh, what's is it? Philip and Lillian's mom, the one that's like, if you're born under Venus, look for oh, chicken's done. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, they were gonna say a word. <laughs> Word. They got away with a lot of stuff in that, and like it's weird because like Tommy and like the Pickles clan, pretty much, they're like some of the first like sh- like straight up Jewish characters in yeah. like cartoons. Yeah. Like they oh, have yeah. a whole episode where it's just the Passover. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. Because my dad was basically Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Really? Like it was basically Jerry Seinfeld. And the grandfather and his, was yeah, like his his grand uh his his dad no, his mom's grandparents. No, her his dad's wow, can't even remember. They're like from the old country. Yeah. And, really? Like they're like stereotypical, like old country Jews. Wow. It's it's really, really it's a really cool show. Man, I had no idea there was the kind of depth to things like this and hey Arnold and yeah, man, it goes over such, kids' heads. Such story. Well, yeah. and, but then when yeah. you think about it later on, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, uh, Tommy even goes to, uh, I don't know what they call, where you learn to read the Torah. Oh, I was going to um, say circumcision, but yeah, t- t- Torah is a different thing. Completely. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, they learn bris, you know. <laughs> they learn nice. to make a brisket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do, they, do you think yeah. they have, like, a brisket that's, like, that they give to rabbis? Like, this is your oh brisket. And they're gosh. like, oh, it's a brisket? It's like, no, it's a brisket. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. I'm going to take over now. I'm going to drop my number two. <laughs> Josh, so, you're fired. Seriously. Jeez. Uh, all right. My number two. I'm going back to the 80s. Mid-80s. This show lit the world of kids on fire. Everybody lost their mind when this show came out. And Liam, you may remember some of the hysteria about it, but I just remember me and all my friends, we never missed an episode of this. We always freaked out when there was a new episode. Dun, 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 dun. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Such a good show. Is that the movie with Matthew Broderick? Unfortunately, <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, and then he that's didn't even terrible. want to come back for the sequel. So. Oh, no, yeah, he did not want to come back for the so sequel. so bad. So, you yeah. 83 to 86, right in the middle of the 80s. This this yeah. show just took over kids' TV. Everybody loved that show. Yeah, and it was uh, – I thought it was cool because the, the way that they would keep expanding, like, the gadgets that he had, you know, like, you know, it was – Yeah. It was like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse where they always happened to have the tools they needed for the job <laughs> that day. But what was cool about Inspector Gadget is there would be times where, like, you know, go, copter, Gadget, Copter, go. But it was, yep. like, not what he needed, but then it would inadvertently – be what he needed so it was it, I, I don't know i just like i liked the the premise of it was kind of stupid but because like i don't know it's he an basically gets smart a modified human like what's going on but yeah it's get smart with the you know the tool in the sh- the phone in the shoe you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 
And the, the it's it was cool for kids because really the smart character who saves the day is the little oh, girl and yeah. it's Penny. And you know, it's like as a kid you're like, Yeah, that guy's an idiot, but Penny came in and saved the day, it's awesome. Plus you have one of the best villains. Oh yeah. For was it, was it Mr. Doc, Claw or yeah, Doctor Dr. Claw? Claw? Yeah, he's he's good. <laughs> yeah it was it was just so good i we just got so excited about that show it had one of the catchiest opening numbers for the intro and yeah it just it was crazy cool and when i was i, I guess it came out when i was six five or six and i just thought it was the greatest thing that had ever happened to my life nice yeah mm-hmm a good one i remember even i watched like the reruns and stuff when they played oh, yeah. those all the time i loved it it's a good good cool. classic kids cartoon show it's not deep like hey arnold but it's, <laughs> it's Definitely good not. it's yeah, good it's not, it's not hey arnold. all right so that brings us all to our number ones typically we like to mention our honorable, honorable mentions, mentions at this yeah. point so yeah. you guys have any honorable mentions oh that you God. want to throw we out there we have such a list we have such a list so i'm gonna now call... the max is 27 so <laughs> You gotta be careful. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, Gavin I'm, I'm, gets mad if it now. goes over. Yeah, hit the highlights for us. All right. So I'll, I will neglect any of the ones that we already mentioned, kind of in passing. Uh, so Batman the Animated Series, the original, nice. uh, piloted by um, uh, uh, Paul Dini and, and Bruce Tim with Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy and uh, uh, Tara Strong. Uh, Superman, but the old Max Flesher cartoons from like the forties. Uh, oh like, wow! Yeah. Watching those, used to love those. Uh, um, Greg Weissman's Gargoyles uh, was another oh, good show. Uh, cartoon series. Definitely. Starring uh, half the cast of Star Trek The Next Generation. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, plus, being a New Yorker and having a bunch of characters named after Burroughs in New York was really cool. Uh, Ren and Stimpy, my older sister and I used to yeah. have to sneak to watch that because my mother didn't like us watching it. And the first <laughs> CD I was ever given was from my cousin, and it was all the songs, and the album was called You Idiot. And it had everything from, like, Log and just uh, yes. joy, Happy, Happy, Joy, Joy, just a bunch of good stuff. Best character from Ren and Stimpy, Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man, yep. <laughs> he was the best. I was going to say that and Muddy Mudskipper. Uh, that was another fun one. Log. Log. That's really awesome. It's Log. Oh, it's yeah. Log. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. It's Log. It's Log. It's better than bad. It's good. Better than bad is good. Um, Doug, <laughs> from Blammo. <laughs> Doug was a great show. Um, he Man makes Doug. that list just because He Man is timeless. Um, yeah. I recently found yeah. out they did one where he goes into the future into space, and I never saw that one, so that was weird. Oh, uh, wow. This one, Gavin might remember Snorks. Yeah, I remember Snorks. Snorks. Early 80s cartoon. Uh, Beetlejuice, the cartoon series, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, w- this next one was one that was, was just barely outside my top five, but Voltron. Was one of my oh. favorite shows growing up. Um, always wanted the toys. I had friends that had the toys, but I never had them. Um, that was always super cool. Uh, G.I. Joe, uh, Gummy Bears, uh, Grape Ape, Hong Kong Fooey, uh, Dudley <laughs> Do Right, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Yogi Bear, David nice. the Gnome, uh, Johnny Quest, Rainbow Bright, Rocky's Mo- Rocco's Modern Life, Animaniacs, Jeez. and Toxic Crusaders. Animaniacs is good. Those yeah. are good. That's good. Man, so, you had a lot, a lot on your list. That's yeah. impressive that you narrowed it down to five. Yeah. No, I did. I mean, and for us, we didn't have cable for long stretches of time because we just couldn't afford it because the five uh-huh. kids is just too many miles to feed. Uh, so the times that we could watch TV, we enjoyed it because we were like, we yeah. may never get this again. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. All right, Brittany, cool. do you have uh, honorable mentions? Uh, yes. Um, I'll keep mine short, though. 
So we'll just go with Smurfs. Nice. Love oh, Smurfs. nice. Uh, so Muppet Babies. Mm. Um, Another good let's one. See. D- Dexter's Lab. Yep. Classic. Yep. Um, Bobby's World. I loved Bobby's World. I'm surprised Bobby's <laughs> I didn't World. I know that one. Make. Bobby's. I completely forgot about Bobby's World. Oh, don't you oh, know, Bobby? Oh, man. Don't you know? Yeah, those. What are they from Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll the, show you some later. Okay. But the sister is like weirdly. She has a Wisconsin Californian accent. It's the dumbest She's thing a surfer girl. ever. <laughs> but yeah. So Bobby's World uh, was top. Animaniacs, um, which nice. are. Obviously, you have to have Pinky in the Brain with them. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I don't know if you mentioned that one. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. You did? did you mention uh, Real Monsters? Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, Real Monsters was a good one. Hmm. Um, let's see. And, and I just remember I totally forgot um, Johnny Bravo. That was Johnny another Bravo. super oh, funny show. Wow. From like when it was yes. Powerpuff Girls and Johnny yep. Bravo yeah. and Cow and Chicken. Oh, cow and Chicken. Goodness. Um, I am Weasel. What else was on there? Good stuff. I think that was all of my. Yeah, I think we got all the Oh, ones. Pokemon nice. was actually on my honorable mentions because I really enjoyed Pokemon. I didn't play the, the card game or anything. I collected them just for the sake of having oh, the yeah. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know how to play, and I loved watching Pokemon. So. Cool. Nice. All right. Honorable mentions. My honorable mentions, kind of short. I did Doug. Yeah. Okay. Batman. Nice. Uh, nice. The animated series. Um, <laughs> we did some Tenchi Universe, because that was around that same 2000 era. Um, I put Inuyasha on there, only because it was on Adult Swim the majority of my life. Like, it came on from, uh, it was 2002 to 2006 was the original run of the show, mm-hmm. but then it went on reruns from 2006 to 2014. Wow. Yeah, so they, they it was on forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. So I never, never really got into that one. I, I enjoyed Cowboy Bebop, um, Trigun, but for whatever reason, Inuyasha just – I never got into the shows where, like, they would talk about fighting for the 10 minutes before they actually fought, would fight for 30 seconds, and then would talk about the next episode for the last 10 minutes. Oh, you mean I Dragon just, Ball Z? Yeah, exactly <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. I just – I could not get into shows like that. And Inuyasha was so much of that, and then just arbitrary talking that never led anywhere. Yeah, it was a lot of that. Was just, that show was really talky. Um, I put the Powerpuff Girls on there. Yeah, yeah nice. I love Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup. Yeah. My jam. <laughs> um, but yeah, strong. I try to keep it short and cool. sweet. Tear strong, always. Yeah. One of the best voice actresses out nice. there. <laughs> All right. Well, my honorable mentions is very short. Uh, you know, I wasn't really a big cartoon watcher as a kid. Uh, you know, even early on, I preferred the full-length animated movies. So, like, just the Disney movies and yeah. movies, well, I th- movies like I thought you American were say Tale. A lot of like Quantum Leap or something. Oh God, no, <laughs> Dude, no. A Team, A Team was my show Dude, back Quantum then. Quantum Leap was the best. A Team, there you go. Yeah, so no, Andrew Sam Beckett never made it home, bro. Yeah, that's fine with me. He can stay out there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so I only have two. Um, the one that almost made my list was the original run of color Mickey Mouse shorts uh, that ran from like 35 to 53. We were just so, watching those. Yep, we were. Yeah, so, and my favorite of all was Mickey's trailer, um, which we've talked about on the show we before. We just watched that yeah, one. We just yes, watched that. I love it. Um, I, you know, I grew up with a couple of VHS t- tapes that were collections of those. And they were they were great. Um, so that one almost made my list. 
Um, and then the other one that made my list is completely not PC anymore. But in the early 80s, really through most of the 80s, um, you know, Bill Cosby was like America's dad. And oh. he was seen by the world as very, you know, wholesome and, you know, teaching kids good lessons. And, hey, hey. yep, you got it. That included Albert. Fat Albert. And I, I loved Fat Albert as a kid. I thought it was a funny show. I can't, whatever. I was going to say, I can't, I can't think of uh, Fat Albert anymore without thinking of Boondock Saints where he's like, you look like Mushmouth. <laughs> he puts on the, the mask. He's like, I was just yeah, trying totally. to be professional. <laughs> it's totally. really weird. When you were talking about Bill Cosby, for whatever reason, I forgot about Fat Albert, and I went straight to Little Bill. I don't oh, know why. Yeah. It was just random. Just <laughs> like, oh, he's going to gavel watch Little Bill? That's that was in funny. the 80s? Yeah, no, Fat Albert. So th- that's the extent of my honorable mentions. Um, so funny, short and little sweet. Little Bill, I completely forgot about that. I yeah. <laughs> I had and really mine for that one. Yeah, I was, it was like, like I little Bill and Franklin, the little turtle guy. Oh, Franklin! Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Franklin. Yeah, that one. I loved Franklin <laughs> and Berenstein Bears and all those good shows. Oh man, Berenstein Bears! I forgot about them. All those mm-hmm. books. All right, well, it's time to drop the number one pick for everybody. I right, doubt so we're gonna have any overlap. Because we haven't had hardly any overlap so far. We've not had any overlap. Yeah, yeah Brittany and I both did. Um, oh, we need to. Oh, well, we, we will have, spoiler alert, oh, no. we will have overlap. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're killing me. Okay, Liam, give it to um, us. So mine, I mean, anybody that listens to Cloud City Cast knows I, I go on and on about this TV show. Hands down, one of the greatest ones of all time. Even when the animation went overseas to the Philippines and everybody's eyes were weird and googly and falling off their face. But at least the first couple seasons were (laughs) phenomenal. X-Men, the animated series, hands down, still holds up. I will still pop my DVD in. That is all like burned, pirated episodes because they never released it on actual DVD until I had already bought this. And then like a year later, they put it out. Uh, But I, I still love that show. That's what... Um, got me into wanting to read comic books and expe- specifically Uncanny X-Men. So uh, still have a huge love for Gambit. Hands down my favorite character. That's why we named our son Remy. Um, yeah, X-Men animated series, the best. The Speak best. of the devil. <laughs> Remy does not like that you named him Remy. <laughs> no. He was like, how dare you bring up my name on this show? I did not give you... <laughs> did you guys all hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did not give you permission. The the iPad uh, stopped playing his video. <laughs> Very devastating. I know. Poor, poor He's trying baby. to watch the so, Boss Baby trailer. So so who was like your main favorite on that show? Because I was very partial. Like Cyclops is my favorite X Men. Mm-hmm. So was was it Gambit for you? Or that explains was it, it, so much about you, Josh Kane. <laughs> I know, doesn't it? I'm so a contrarian. Like I liked Jubilee and Cyclops. Um, I love okay. yeah, Gambit. You, like, Gambit, you have to love because he's he's the he's like that roguish villain character. Like he, you know, where you you kind of feel like they need him more than he needs them yeah. type type character. And I've always loved that. Wolverine was kind of the easy one to like. And for mm-hmm. me, since I started growing facial hair when I was like twelve, it was always easy to be Wolverine because I was like, oh, I just shave around my mouth and then I look like Wolverine. I get I the butter hair. knives, put them in between my fingers. Yeah, exactly. Like totally See, works. If, it was the easiest costume. Um, I loved it, Rogue, it, but because Rogue and Gambit had the little on again, off again relationship. Um, and I feel like he pursued her because she was the unpursuable. You know, it was like 
because he knew she could knock him out if they ever tried to kiss. I think that was partially why he pursued her in the in the beginning. But then when they really develop an affection for each other and understand like they are that eternal conflicted love story. I mean, that's amazing. Like the little love triangle between Wolverine, Cyclops and Jean Grey is stupid because she can incinerate the both of them. And then at <laughs> least then Wolverine is still a walking animantium skeleton and Cyclops is just dead and buried where he belongs. So, I mean, it's, Aww. it's, there is there is a multitude. All of right, everybody, characters. that was a great episode. Uh, you can find us at Cloud. No. <laughs> you can find you guys at Cloud City Guest. No, um, uh, but yeah, like characters like there. Nightcrawler were phenomenal. Beast was always a fun character, even though he was in prison for majority of the show. Morph was a fun character that they introduced and then reintroduced him later on, being a tortured character. Um, some of the villains like Mister Sinister, Apocalypse, Mystique, like just just a multitude of awesome, awesome characters. And everybody always talks about how Spider-Man has this great rogues gallery of character or like the Flash or Batman even. I feel like the X-Men have the greatest multitude of villains of any comic book franchise. So so there you go. That's my number one. Nice. Good pick. I remember uh, everybody I knew watched that show. I didn't, but uh, it was just because I was never really into superheroes. But I, I mean... Like the the arcade game, everybody yes. just obsessed yeah. over that, yeah, and yeah, that was huge. That I remember was just they, epic. We, we had an arcade place called Sports Star Three Thousand, and they had the six player. So like you could oh, be yes. all six of them like at one one screen. DJ's has the one that you can do four people. I want to say I believe so at mm-hmm. the same time, but this one you could do all six, and it was just ah, uh, I used to love. That's that. amazing. Nobody awesome. ever picked Dazzler though. Whoever was the sixth <laughs> one was like, I don't need Dazzler. Uh. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, Brittany. All right, but yeah, so that uh, X-Men was on my honorable mention list. I just didn't want to say it because I knew you were going to say it for your number one. So that was actually my number six. It almost made my list. But anywho, so number one, we actually already mentioned this, Josh. It was your number two, Rugrats. (laughs) Rugrats is my (laughs) all-time favorite cartoon. Like, if I could watch one cartoon forever, it would be Rugrats. I loved it growing up. Um, Same with, like, what Josh would say. It was like you don't think about it when you were younger it was just cool to watch the babies get into mischief like figure out a way to get out of the the baby gate with a screwdriver that he keeps in his diaper yeah it's so silly (laughs) and then they go on these little missions that they will then which reminds me of toy story like the beginning of toy story movies where they act out the scene that yeah like when he's okie dokie jones but yeah, he's okay. Yep. He, he's very much Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, how, like, in Toy Story, they do, like, the... In 2 and 3, they did the... The, the move, like, what's yeah. happening while they're playing. Yeah. It's kind of, like, the same idea. Like, it's happening to them, and they're just going through the house, but it's, like, a real, like, Indiana Jones scene or something. Yeah. It was really cool. I love that. So, Rugrats, number one. Very cool. Animated cartoon. Did Ooh. you ever go to one of those live act, like, those, uh, like, the little musical play things that they did? No, I, 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 I didn't know to- they did that. I totally went to one of those. It was like a, awesome. like a children's theater company yeah, would kinda, come through kinda, kinda and like, do a Rugrats yeah, show? Well, well kind of like what they did with the, uh, uh, with the Ninja Turtles one. They did, oh, I didn't they know did they a did. Rugrats yeah. one. Oh, Rugrats cool. in concert, but they were super creepy looking because it was like the big dopey heads. How and just yep, like it was. Like the <laughs> baked potato heads, like just weird, That's weird. But wow. it was fantastic. I just remember having nice. like the cassette on the the Rugrats movie cassette and I would listen to it over and over and over in my Walkman because I was that cool. Sounds it. (laughs) I'll marry you all over again. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Well, so 
We talked about how my number three was Digimon. Uh-huh. Which is fantastic. My number one... I talked so much crap about it earlier. It's going to be Pokemon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's going to be Pokemon. You did talk crap about it. Yeah, I, I was it was I was trying to do like a shocker. Kind of throw it off. Throw everybody you know? off. Yeah, be like, yeah. Be like Pokemon, what? I, yeah. I never thought you were gonna say Pokemon. Yeah. It worked on me. It worked Ash, on me. Misty and Brock, that original like and the and the thing with Digimon is the characters that I really loved left after two series two series and it was over. Mm-hmm. They were gone. They never came back. We got other people with different Digimon and stuff like that. With Pokemon, you have Ash the entire time, except for I think a little bit like in season like fourteen or something where he leaves. Fourteen. They're on like twenty something, right? man. It's ridiculous. Um, it's like Simpsons level there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they it's it's such a great show. Uh, the friendship between Ash and uh, Pikachu. Mm-hmm. It's pretty and in the movie, oh man, when Ash gets turned to stone, and Pikachu goes up to him and was like, kind of like shaking. Did Josh cry a little tear right there? Yeah, are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, I'm not and surprised. Mewtwo showed up, and I was like, is this a cat? Or is this yeah, Mewtwo, Mewtwo shows what up, and he this? gives this awesome speech. It's pretty dope. See, <laughs> it okay. sounds dope. I, I feel bad because I like picking on everybody, but I especially like picking on Josh. And I wish I had saved my jokes against Pokemon for now, because it would be more devastating when it's your number one. See, but see Josh honest, was thinking I'll be honest, about it. it's, Pokemon is forever tarnished for me, because I worked at a comic book shop in the early 2000s, and there was like a reinvigoration of Pokemon around, like 2002, 2003, I want to say. So we would hold card player tournaments. So you had magic card tournaments, you had Pokemon tournaments, and you had, when Yu-Gi-Oh hit, you'd have Yu-Gi-Oh oh, tournaments. Oh, God, Yu-Gi-Oh. As bad as Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic were, the Pokemon kids were hands down the worst kids. We would make them go in a back room so nobody would even have to see them or listen to them other than the person that was like adjudicating the, the tournament because mm-hmm. these kids were awful. They were the worst behaved. They would talk back to you. They would come up, and if you were busy helping somebody else because we sold individual cards, they'd be like, I need a Charizard. Get over here now. Like oh They were the gosh. worst kids of all time. Wow. Like, so I... And I took my youngest sister to see the Pokemon movie, but this was before I worked at the comic book shop. So I just took her because I was like, oh, she wanted to see it. My parents couldn't take her, so I'll take her. No big deal. But, like, these kids have forever tarnished. So anybody that's like, oh, I love Pokemon, I immediately think of that kid being like, I need a Charizard now. (laughs) The tournament starts in five minutes. I was like, oh, I'm going to strangle you, kid. I'm going to take Charizard. I'm going to throw him like I'm Gambit and hope you explode (laughs) with the car. Oh man. Oh man. But yeah, like I I never played any of those card games, so don't hate me for that. I no, collected no, them. I collected them because like well Brittany that they were cool. Yeah, you liked yep. the card. My youngest yeah. sister was the same way. She never knew how to play the game. Nope. She just liked the cards and when they had like the the foil cards, like the Oh yep, yeah, you got one of those foil cards. cards. She she would like lose her mind right? thinking they were the coolest thing. So I can appreciate the people that appreciate the show, but the card player kids were the worst. Sorry. It's gotcha. just bad experience. I had a bad experience. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even know how you play that game. It's so it's so convoluted. Like, I remember yeah. getting the packs, and you'd be like, oh, it's like the leaf cards and red cards. And you're like, I don't know what these do. So just throw those away because they don't have Pokemon on them. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is the Dratini in a box. I'm going to keep that one. That one's pretty cool. I don't nice. know what these are. 
I collected Garbage Pail Kids. Do you remember those? those? Yeah, yeah those the, the were... little gruesome, like, Cabbage so... Patch doll horror cards. So, Probably those so... were awesome. Collected too. No, that was after Brit. me. Oh. Armpit Brit. Armpit nice. Brit. Ah! <laughs> I remember uh, that one. Josh, I want to ask you, like, as you're a fan of, of Pokemon, so as you said, like, the, a lot of the characters that were in the first season or two disappeared. What held your attention past it? We're like, if those characters helped you get invested in the show to begin with, what kept you, you know, uh, uh, invested in the show after those first two? It's mainly Ash. Yeah. Because, I mean, Ash is the constant throughout the whole entire series. He has uh, people that come and go whenever, like, he gets May and Dawn and uh, the photographer dude, whose name I can't remember from Pokemon Snap. Um, all those people, like, he, all these people, they're, it's just a rotating door with Pokemon. Kind of like what it was with Digimon. It's like a rotating door. You keep getting new people over and over and over. But Ash is, like, the constant. I think there was only one season where he wasn't in. And then they were like, oh, crap, bad ratings. Bring him back. And then no. they brought him back again. So if you could only choose one Pokemon, which Pokemon do you choose? Dude, why would you do that, man? It better be Pikachu. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the only one I can think of other than Charizard, so. I don't know, man. It's the, Jigglypuff. That, dude, that Charmander story was so sad. His trainer, here you go, Gavin, sit down. You're, you're going to cry for this. I'm His good. trainer is a kind of an abusive trainer, mm-hmm. so just doesn't really care about him. And the thing with the Charmander is if it's the little flame on its tail goes out, <laughs> then it dies. And his trainer just like left him out in the rain. And what Ash had jerk. to go and save him, and he did save him. Oh, uh, he turned into yeah. a Charizard. He turned into a Charmeleon, and he kind of turned. He, he turned into a D bag, and that just <laughs> progressed when he turned into Charizard. Then he was just Major D bag. So wow, oh, I want that to be my Pokemon evolution. Char- so I can be like, all right, Charizard, and then evolution into D bag, and then evolution <laughs> into Major D bag. I choose you. Oh, you can just name him like D bag at the very beginning. He's like, your D bag's evolving. And you're like, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's so, so if you. it goes from D bag to major D bag, am I the highest evolution of a douchebag? Because <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, yes, Pretty you much. are. Uh, perfect. I dig it. All right. All right. Uh, so Kevin, I, I we're on you, yeah. Yeah, I think I get the honor of having the mic drop uh, number one pick here. Um, and I, for me, there's no question. This one is the top of the top. The hands down the greatest animated shorts collection series world whatever you want to call it and that's looney tunes <laughs> I, um, I mean you've got so many classic iconic characters you got bugs you got daffy you got yosemite sam you got foghorn leghorn you got you know so much it's a whole yeah, world of entertainment I say, I say. yeah and i just it, it's endlessly entertaining you know the the guys that were working at warner brothers doing those uh, looney tunes and the merry melodies cartoons they had a much looser set of rules put upon them. And there's lots of stories about the Disney animators just longing to have that type of freedom with the gags and the jokes that they were able to pull, you know, tons of adult humor in their stuff that, you know, Walt had very strict rules about content and story and things like that and wouldn't allow a lot of that really silly slapstick over the top stuff and sometimes crude and sexual stuff that the Looney Tunes were doing. And, you know, so a lot of that freedom, you can just feel it when you watch those cartoons. You just feel like it's a bunch of people just, you know, just saying, we can do whatever we want, let's do it. And they created fantastic cartoons. And 
you know, the voice work of Mel Blanc in all of those characters is incredible. And I just to me, they're timeless and nothing can compare to Looney Tunes. So that's all, folks. That's all, folks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I got to say, I think Marvin the Martian was always my favorite mm, Looney Tune character. Very when good. Show up, that was always so much fun. Like just like the Roman helmet and like yep. the uh-huh. pleated skirt, like just so cool. Yeah, yeah, what a weird character design. Kind of genius and kind of avant-garde. I, it's really good. Yeah, just because you only see like his eyes. His eyes, yeah. yep. <laughs> like, yeah, like, definitely. The helmet. Uh-huh. So cool. cool. Nice. Yay, oh, Looney man. Tunes is the winner of all. I <laughs> Yes. Because it's on my list, so. <laughs> right, well, no, I like, right. I like that like you had Looney Tunes and then he had it as a number one and you and Josh mm-hmm. both had Rugrats. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I like that there was some crossover and it was like decently high on the list. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No love for X-Men, though. You guys are terrible people. Hey, I loved X-Men. It yeah, just but was number six, mention. that's not top five. No, it wasn't. But if this was your show, though. I mean, if this was your show, I mean, you guys do, like, top, like, 748. So, I mean, totally everything's true. part of your tops. This is this is true. But we, we are more all-encompassing than some shows that only limit to a top five. So, we try well, to because we, we pick the, Well, we, we try to pick the best of the best. We don't want any phonies in. Okay. Okay. Then, Josh and Liam again, can settle down now. And then you have to think of your credentials, buddy. Your top number one was Pokemon, which you trash talked earlier in your own Pokemon. top five set. So. It was a. Uh, screw it. Uh, this, <laughs> this war, this vendetta, the Sicilian thing. It I must can't end. wait till you guys meet in real I know. life. They're going to be the bestest of friends. It's Liam, gonna, I'm going to. We're I'm gonna jump into your arms like Dirty Dancing man. style. I want you to like lift me above your head. <laughs> I'm totally great. into it. Can you please do that? Let's I'm do picturing it. I'm picturing more of a noogie situation. <laughs> but I would love the Dirty Dancing to happen. Yeah, that'd be so amazing. So I'll, I'll lift him up, but then I'll like dip him backwards into a toilet and give him a swirly. I think that's I think that's probably the way that that relationship goes. Well, see, I think I love how you think you're gonna lift me up. I'm just gonna like fall <laughs> into you. <laughs> You have Hilarious. to figure, dude. I've spent the last two years holding a baby in my arm for multiple hours. My upper oh, body. Oh no, no. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, I'm gonna like run. In. I'm gonna tackle you. It's not gonna be. I'm not even gonna <laughs> jump, but just gonna go sideways. This is true. It's totally possible. <laughs> or I lift you up and I just, you know, uh, accordion down. Yeah, the arms <laughs> just buckle. <laughs> I dig All it. Right. Cool. Well, I, I this like, has that, was been... a, that was a fun top five. It was uh, interesting to see generationally how we all kind of picked apart differently, going from Gen X choices heading into millennial choices. And I'm that yeah. cusp. Depending on who you talk to, some people cut Gen X off at 81. Other people cut it off at 84. So yeah. sometimes I'm a Gen X and sometimes I'm a millennial. But Josh and Brittany, you guys are definitely millennials. So. Yeah, and I'm always just old. But yeah, that was you're fun. You're always a Gen X. It was, well, you're a baby boomer, dude. So. Kind of. I mean, almost. But, uh, you know, I, I agree. I love no, that Gen we had X a... Gen starts at 65. Yeah, I was like, well, he's not Jimmy a baby Carter, boomer. Like... Jimmy Carter. I don't have any memories of Jimmy Carter no. as president, anyway. But. No, you'd have been. I remember Reagan as president. I was gonna say you. I remember Reagan. Um, you. I don't think you'd remember. Um, yeah, no, it would have been Carter, right? Because Ford was before Carter. Yeah. 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 Ford, Carter, Reagan, Reagan, and then Bush, Bush Clinton, 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 Clinton Bush, 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 Obama, Obama. Yeah. And then. Hopefully, just Trump. <gasps> And then Trump. Uh, well, no, Trump, it's, it's, Trump, it's just Trump, 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 and then Trump. it's all over. Trump. Democracy <laughs> crumbles. I'm about to say, then he declares himself supreme dictator for life. Oh, gosh. He declares Hilarious. America gross, get rid of slimy girls. 
Girls have cooties. Yep. Nice. Okay, that was a pretty fun episode. That was a blast. And, you know, I've had better episodes. The end kind of, you know, a little bit, uh, you know. That's good. With that, with that Looney Tunes talk. I thought oh, you were going to go something pretty cool. No, was that like was amazing. Anyway, awesome. we want to say thanks I to our guest. Like Felix the cat or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Betty Boop was around when I was a youngster. Oh, Popeye. Oh, Popeye was good. Yeah, Popeye was Gosh, good. I'm old. Okay. Well, guys, we really want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, you know, it's been a blast. Um, we've loved being a part of the network, uh, which is really just a two-show network now, it seems like. But <laughs> I know. Uh, I keep we... trying to get Tim to come back around. So I know, man. And then uh, Sean, Sean has, like, he has Sean of the Gathering, and then he has Magic the Gathering, MTG Pro Tutor, which is, like, another podcast oh, that, like, specifically is for deck building. So he has, like, two different shows. But okay. if we get this other show ready, we might actually have a – another show to add to the network so awesome that would be great well where can they find your current show and where can listeners follow you guys so you guys can find the show itself at cloud city cast on twitter and instagram and then cloud city podcast on facebook uh you can follow me at liam bright you can follow me at citizen of disney and that's on twitter and instagram so then the you guys can find the, all the shows on the network uh if you go to secret superhero club.com and we basically have like a running uh, forum that you could just introduce any nerd geek dweeb content topic you want to talk about and people will chime in so we try to keep it pretty open we just and fun, ask so. that you say spoiler alert if you are going to give spoilers yeah don't be that person yeah don't be <laughs> absolutely the, yeah the, the our logo is sh- it's a secret but also it's don't be that guy <laughs> right right so, so if someone wanted to go on to the secret superhero club they can go on to that page and post about season one episode 14 of pokemon so just let me know just tag me in it we'll talk about it we'll talk everything out it's a pretty good episode excellent i I doubt you're gonna get any responses anyway watch me get seven thanks guys it's been a blast we've had really fun time yeah we had a lot of fun all right so we decided to do something a little bit special with our last post Mm -hmm. we asked of our wonderful listeners to tell us what they were watching this week yes gavin why did we want to know what they were watching this week? Well, Other than we want to get to know our fans Exactly. First of all, the first reason was to uh, just to get to know our audience a little bit more and find out what, what they were watching. We got a lot of great responses. And the other reason is to um, just promote the idea of interacting with us, just to get our audience more involved directly with the show. And then thirdly, we just wanted the chance to say thanks for said, said interaction and give a little something back. So we have a surprise drawing, and we're going to give away a little prize to one of you who responded and gave us a little comment and told us what you were watching. And this is to encourage all of you out there to continue to interact with us because it's worth it. Exactly. And let your friends know so they yep. can interact with us. Yep. We're going to be giving away stuff all the time. So, um, and you we're know, not always going to tell you when we're giving yeah, stuff away. Yeah, so you either. never know. So always interact. You never know. This this time we're going to be giving away an 8x10 print of a Cruella de Vil drawing that I did. So, you know, it's not much, but it's just a little something-something you'll get in the mail, and everybody likes getting packages. This is going to yeah. be an original Gavin Audison. Well, it's a print of an original. This is going to be a print of an original <laughs> Gavin Audison. Right. And complete with an Animation Station podcast button. You know it. All right, so we have put all your names literally into a hat. It is a Dipper Pines Gravity Falls hat, so very appropriate. Yes. All right, Josh, you want to pick a winner? Uh, 
Well, that one just literally came out. All right, shake them up. Um, shake here, I'll up. let you pick it. Since this is your print okay. and my hat, All right. I'll let you draw from my hat. All right, I'm going to pick the winner now, and it is at DizLights on nice. Instagram. That is amazing. So at DizLights is actually a friend of mine, and she has a wonderful account uh, online, not online, on Instagram called Diz Lights, and she basically has tons and tons of photographs um, in the Disneyland Resort of the amazing magical lighting that they have in the parks. And if you've never been to a Disney park, you may not understand. That might sound boring, but if you ever go, you'll understand. You'll get to see this next year when you go, Josh. Yeah. But they do amazing things with their light fixtures and their lighting packages and all the things that they do to create that level of lighting magic that they do at Disney. So I'm very happy that she won. Thanks, Angela, for sending us your comment. And yeah, continue to interact with us because you never know when we're just going to give something away randomly. And then also we want to remind everybody about our big thanks giveaway, which is going to happen Thanksgiving weekend. Um, that's our Beauty and the Beast prize package. So don't forget to check out that post and make sure that if you participate in the giveaway contest that you hashtag ASP thanks. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks for listening to this super epic episode. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.